You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Thursday to you. Man, it felt good for the Buffalo Bills to open camp yesterday and get practice reports and see press conferences and the media got to be face-to-face with some of the Bills players and coaches and obviously general manager Brandon Bean met with the media yesterday as well. So we've got a lot to get to here on the podcast. I want to start with some of the newsy items that came from day one of training camp. I want to talk about some of the on-field reports And then I want to highlight some of the key takeaways that I had from Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott and Josh Allen and Cole Beasley, who all met with the media on day one of training camp. So let's get started and let's begin with a couple of items that Brandon Bean led with during his press conference. And that was first, that Jerry Hughes did not pass his physical. He has a calf strain and he will start camp on the NFI list, which is the non-football injury list. And it didn't sound like anything was serious or of major concern, but he was unable to pass his physical like everyone else on the team. So great news that everyone else did clear their physical and are on the field and nobody else is on the PUP or the NFI list. Brandon Bean also shared that two Buffalo Bills players are in the COVID protocol, both offensive linemen. Deion Dawkins, a left tackle, and Ike Bakker, who is a guard-center combo type player. And he indicated also that one of them was vaccinated and one was not. So that was the newsy stuff to start the day. Now I want to get to a few of the on-field practice reports that were interesting to me from scouring all the outstanding beat reporters that cover the team and their takeaways from day one. Now, first of all, Let's keep in mind that these beat reporters are very limited in terms of what they can actually say. And so for you to come away with the most notable, important takeaways, you really have to read these things and pay attention to how they phrase sentences and the combination of players that they talk about because it'll give you clues and indicators as to who's lining up where. And so with that in mind, I want to talk about some of the takeaways that Joe Biscalia wrote about and his practice recap for The Athletic. And these are all regarding the offensive line. He said, quote, Cody Ford worked well with Daryl Williams on some combination blocks in the running game that opened up some holes for running backs. Cody Ford worked well with Daryl Williams. Well, we know Daryl Williams is the starting right tackle. And so this is an indication to me that on day one of camp, Cody Ford was the starting right guard. And so that's significant. And I think what this could be a result of is that Deion Dawkins is out at left tackle because he's in COVID protocol. You could read the reports and glean that Spencer Brown got the reps as the team's starting left tackle. And so because of that, a rookie third-round pick being in at left tackle – Maybe they didn't want him lining up next to Cody Ford, who's not necessarily polished up at left guard. And so John Feliciano was in that spot, 
because that's a better move for Spencer Brown, who's filling in at left tackle. Also, Ike Bakker is out, and so it's not like you could have Spencer Brown next to Ike Bakker. Literally, your left side of the offensive line from last year wasn't available on day one due to COVID protocols, and I think that caused some musical chairs, and so it'll be interesting to me if that is something that they stick with, if Cody Ford remains at right guard and John Feliciano's the left guard and they want to mess with those combinations a little bit, or if this is an indicator that once Dawkins and Bakker are back, that that's your left side of the offensive line. But look, I thought that was really interesting and uh, certainly something to monitor as we try to figure out what the plan is here for the Bills' starting offensive line in 2021. Joe Biscaglia also noted that Dane Jackson and Levi Wallace were both impressive from the matchups that they talked about. You know, Dane Jackson having impressive reps against Duke Williams and Levi Wallace going up against some of the Bills' starters. It sounds to me like Levi Wallace on day one took the first team reps. Both played well, but it seems like Levi Wallace was on the field first. Joe B. also highlighted F.A. Obata and the promise that he showed on day one and mentioned that of the $1.5 million that the Bills are paying Obata this year, they guaranteed half of that salary. And it really sounds like he's got an inside track at making the 53-man roster. Joe Biscaglia also talked about Tommy Sweeney and how he played well on day one of camp, which you saw from other camp reports put out by other beat reporters, including Matt Perino of Syracuse.com. Now, Matt Perino also had a quote from his piece that I want to mention here on the podcast. He said, during some red zone work, Gregory Rousseau was able to beat his block against Daryl Williams and force pressure into the face of Josh Allen. And so that is definitely an indicator to me that that was a first-team rep. And so with Jerry Hughes not available, Gregory Rousseau was getting first-team reps and going up against Daryl Williams and applying pressure on Josh Allen. That, to me, is a first-team rep. So on day one of camp... In Jerry Hughes's absence, it looks like Gregory Rousseau was the beneficiary of the reps that were available. Now, I do want to read this tweet from Thad Brown of RochesterFirst.com, and he was talking about Josh Allen. He said, quote from his tweet, practice one in the books and Josh Allen looked real good. Multiple tight window throws in red zone to Knox, Sanders, and Beasley had a sweet sidearm dime to a wide-open digs on the run, and it was just a solid QB1 elite performance. And all of the camp recaps that I read indicated Josh Allen had a really sharp first day of practice, and it looks like he's picking up where he left off in the 2020 season. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com, a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brands that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and right in your pocket, so save time and save money when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? 
Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. The next thing I want to do here on the podcast is look at some of the comments made by General Manager Brandon Bean. And folks, anytime Brandon Bean speaks, I am dialed in to what he says because he's usually quite honest and quite candid on everything he says. So let's get into those comments and the things that I thought were most notable from his media availability to open up training camp on Cole Beasley and John Feliciano on Twitter and you know what they've been saying about the vaccine and those types of things. He said, we have professionals. We allow them to express their views. We don't believe it's a distraction. Our guys are focused on winning. And he also said that just over 80% of the players have at least one shot and all coaches are fully vaccinated. So you've seen a few coaches have to shift roles or even get fired recently because they weren't vaccinated by other teams. Looks like that will be of no concern for the Buffalo Bills. And it was encouraging to me to hear that the Bills were over 80% when it comes to player vaccination rate because I know the goal is 85%. That is the target number for teams. And it sounds like the Bills are creeping towards that mark. On expectations, I really like what Brandon Bean said, as well as Sean McDermott, Josh Allen, Cole Beasley. This team is pretty unified on expectations and how they are processing what happened last year and meeting the high hopes for this year. This is what Brandon Bean said. He said, what we did last year was really good, but it means nothing. We are 0-0, have to reclimb the mountain, starting at the bottom. The success we had last year means nothing, have to reestablish ourselves. Teams have been studying us. Sean is well-grounded and keeps the coaches and players well-grounded. Doing something once doesn't make you a great team. As good as last year was, we have things we still need to accomplish. Until you win it, we're still hunting. Have to hit the reset button. On Josh Allen's contract extension, he said Josh is in a great headspace and he's ready to roll. We're fine if the contract doesn't get done this year. If something happens, great. If it doesn't, we'll pick it up next year, which is interesting because I kind of thought they would get it done before the season, but Brandon Bean certainly wasn't making any promises, and he was even willing to say that it could be a next-year thing. So that is something interesting to monitor, and then we'll get into Sean McDermott and Josh Allen's comments about it here in just a minute, but that is how Bean addressed it first before those guys took to the podium. On the tight end position, Brandon Bean said, the tight ends had a good offseason. Dawson did a great job. We have some young guys that we're excited about, and we want to give them an opportunity. We did want to create some cap space so that we could make a move if an opportunity came available, and he mentioned all positions, not necessarily just tight end. When Bean was asked about the position battles that he's excited about, he said both lines, offensive and defensive line, he said they tried to create a lot of competition and depth, and he will be focused on one-on-ones to see who wins those battles. He also mentioned the receiver room and all the variety of skill sets that they have there, and he also mentioned returner with the team losing Andre Roberts in free agency. When talking about the extra game this year, a 17-week season, he mentioned something that I was hoping for as well, and that is that they were hopeful for an extra bye week with the increased game. And so I don't understand why that wasn't the case. 
I'm surprised the, the NFL didn't take an opportunity to extend their season by yet another week. And I'm sure all the players and coaches would have been happy to have a second bye week. And we've seen a lot of correlation to teams with later bye weeks having more postseason success. And so I think they need to balance that out a bit and give every team two buys. It seems obvious to me. I'm surprised it didn't happen. And then when talking about the running back situation, he said Brian Dable is going to go with the hot hand at running back. So you know they're going to get multiple backs involved, but uh, it seems like it's game to game, even week to week when it comes to who the more featured player is because they want to ride the hot hand. And so that should be exciting when it comes to seeing Devin Singletary and Zach Moss really both focusing on maximizing their touches because that's what it's going to take to get the ball back. On Levi Wallace, he said, nothing phases him, referenced his story and said he finds a way. He's always in the right spot. His teammates love him, called him a glue guy for the team, mentioned that he's not a height, weight, speed guy, but knows how to play football, said he has great instincts and works at his game. He never bats an eye at competition, and they're glad to have him back. And so, man, every time these guys talk about Levi Wallace, the reports are glowing. On special teams, he said, special teams are important to us. Would have loved to keep Andre Roberts, but they had to pick and choose with the cap going down. He mentioned Taiwan Jones was an elite gunner and also praised Tyler Medikevich as a special teams player. And so, folks, when you think about Taiwan Jones and his role on the team, he's going to be around. I mean, Brandon Bean called him an elite gunner. That's not a guy that's on the chopping block or even on the bubble. He's going to be the Bills' featured gunner, and he's going to dress every Sunday, and he's a critical part of what they want to accomplish on special teams. On Cody Ford, Brandon Bean said, quote, we believe in Cody a lot. When he's been out there, he's done a lot of good things. Cody doesn't bat an eye. We played him at right tackle his first year, bounced him around last year, and that isn't easy for a young player. So the thing we're going to do with Cody is figure out which spot is best for him. He's going to have to win it. He will have to show who he is and why we picked him, but I'm very confident in him, and I think once we get out there and he gets his feet wet, we'll see the Cody Ford that we drafted. So interesting that he started off today, it sounds like, at right guard based on the report from Joe Biscalia, and it certainly sounds like they're hopeful that he does become one of the starting offensive linemen. But I will say, with them bouncing Feliciano over to left guard seemingly, with Ike Bakker out, maybe it's going to be Feliciano and Bakker at guard. Maybe this guard competition's a little bit more than I thought it was going to be. So definitely something I am keeping an eye on. And then lastly, with Brandon Bean, he mentioned Star Latule and said, quote, we're excited to have him back. He's been an integral part of our success. I can tell you our linebackers are glad to have him back. He does a great job of letting those guys run free. And I'm sure Ed Oliver is glad to have him back as well, you know, as he'll see a few less double teams. He does a great job of eating up blockers and keeping guys from getting to the second level so those guys can roam free to the ball. Tremaine and Matt had some injuries early in the year, but they were also dealing with not having star in there. So, you know, kind of affirming the impact that we all perceive Starla too late to have and how that's really going to help Ed Oliver and the linebackers this year. Let's move on to Sean McDermott and his comments from the opening day of training camp. On Cole Beasley, he said he respects people's positions and that he's looking forward to getting back on the field and in a healthy routine. 
on the quarantine quarterback thing. You know, last year they had Jake Fromm as this quarantine quarterback where he didn't really practice or do anything normal but was on the roster to just kind of be able to step in and play if the Bills had a COVID outbreak in the quarterback room. Sean McDermott said, as of right now, the plan is for them to not have a quarantine quarterback. So this leads me to believe that the Bills are more likely to keep two quarterbacks on the roster this year instead of three and put either Fromm or Webb on the practice squad. On Cody Ford and Zach Moss returning from injury, he said it would be irresponsible for Cody Ford and Zach Moss to be a full go today, but both players do have the green light, so those guys are coming along very well. He was asked about Ken Dorsey and adding the title of passing game coordinator. McDermott said he has earned that title. He adds a lot to the offense. He has a great relationship with Coach Dayball and the quarterback. So, you know, Sean McDermott didn't get too deep into it, but um, as we've discussed, it certainly sounds like this is a stepping stone. Should Coach Dayball get a head coaching job, that Ken Dorsey is the offensive coordinator in waiting. Now, I thought this was interesting. One of the beat reporters asked him about the Carolina Panthers in 2015 and them having a 15-1 and season and going to the Super Bowl and losing it and how the next season there was quite a drop-off in, in the team's performance. And this is how Coach McDermott responded. He said, sustaining success is hard. The NFL is built for parity. That's been a message for the team all offseason. Have to have enough self-awareness to manage yourself. We didn't accomplish our goals of winning last season. You have to respect the process, remain humble and hungry, and if you don't, this league gets on you fast. On Dane Jackson and Levi Wallace in competition for the starting gig opposite of Tredavious White, he said they have a long way to go. They're looking forward to the competition. Both have put themselves in position to battle for the spot. He said he loves Levi's story and he affirmed that they have trust and belief in both players. On Josh Allen's contract extension, he said he's confident in both parties when it comes to a contract extension for Josh Allen. He said, quote, I trust Josh, and he's a good person, and obviously he's off to a great start in his career, and I trust Brandon Bean as well. I have a tremendous amount of confidence in the parties involved, and that's why he believes it will work itself out. And then lastly, on Emmanuel Sanders, he said he provides the team a veteran, that has won a Super Bowl, is another option for Josh. He can get vertical and work the underneath and intermediate areas of the field as well. And he said one of their key objectives right now is to get him and Josh on the same page. So um, it's interesting. You've heard a lot of messaging from Bean, McDermott, even Josh Allen about how Emmanuel Sanders has won a Super Bowl and has been to multiple Super Bowls and how I think that's a – an aspect that they really value in him coming out of the team and you know just having a guy that's been there and been in those moments and knows what it takes to get there. And so I think it's definitely a benefit to this team and something that Bill's players and coaches and, of course, Brandon Bean have not been shy about bringing up. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and the UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. 
Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Let's get to a few more press conference recaps and kind of talk about some of the most notable takeaways. And the last two players I want to get to today are Josh Allen and Cole Beasley. From Josh Allen, and he was asked about his contract extension. He said that the extension doesn't change his approach. He's not worried if the extension gets done before the season or not. His focus is on football. He said it's the least of his worries. He's here to win a Super Bowl and said, I can't focus on the contract and be the best teammate I can be. And then when Josh was asked about expectations, he said straight up, we didn't accomplish our goals last year. We didn't do enough and we have to be better. Don't you love this perspective? I mean, everybody has been saying that. Look, like last year was great. We, we had a good season, but we didn't accomplish our goal. There's nothing for us to rest on, right? Like these guys are hungry and you love to hear this messaging. On Mitchell Trubisky, he said, Mitch has been awesome and that he's quickly becoming one of his best friends, said the team is lucky to have him. And so I really was encouraged to hear that they've become friends because the one thing about Matt Barkley is you knew him and Josh Allen were really tight and they really enjoyed working together and Matt really embraced his role as the backup and I thought it was a benefit to Josh Allen to have Matt Barkley around. Now, as you know, my concern with Matt Barkley was if he had to play and I just didn't have any confidence in him to keep his head above water and give the Bills a chance to go 500 without Josh Allen on the field. And um, obviously I have a lot more confidence in Mitch, but to hear that they've become friends and that they're connecting on that level really mattered a lot to me as well, and I was really encouraged to hear that. Somebody asked Josh about being a superstar in the NFL and how that changes his approach. He said, I was in junior college not that long ago. The chip remains on my shoulder. How do you not love this guy, man? He's just he's wired the right way. I'm so happy that this guy's our quarterback. And then on Emmanuel Sanders, he said he loves his attention to detail. He talked about his conditioning test and how he busted his tail and was first across the line in every drill. Said he sets a great precedent for the team and mentioned that him being teammates with Cole Beasley at SMU uh, was really cool and complimented that the relationship they have is is really good and how closely they can work together and and pick up the offense and you know be in unison. So it really sounded like Josh was happy to have Emmanuel Sanders around him. Thought highly of what he can do for the team this year. On Brian Dable, he said Brian Dable is probably the best in the league in putting his guys in the best position to succeed at what they do best. He said guys have the flexibility to be themselves in the system and he's constantly diversifying his offense. Said Dabo has been working crazy hours figuring out how to do that and how to evolve the scheme and said he's constantly evolving the offense. And then lastly, he did comment on Cole Beasley and Jerry Hughes and their Twitter exchange. Josh Allen said, it was blown out of proportion. You can't take emotion from text. It was a friendly conversation that people ran with. Those guys spent a lot of time together. In the locker room, we love to argue with each other. We don't take anything hard or offensively. We get along, and it's a family-like atmosphere here. So for all the doom and gloom that came from people reacting to Cole Beasley and John Feliciano and Jerry Hughes and what they have been doing on Twitter, it was massively blown out of proportion. And I'm really proud of the comments that I made. 
earlier this week when I addressed the situation and offered my perception on the situation. And it really feels like a lot of the things that I said in that message were present in the messaging we've heard today from Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott and Josh Allen and even Cole Beasley. So there was a lot of wasted energy and emotion reacting to all of that. And I hope that whether it's fans or analysts, that a good lesson can be learned in terms of how those types of exchanges are interpreted, especially when it comes to this Buffalo Bills team. Lastly, let's get to Cole Beasley and some of the things that he said. He actually started his media session by reading a prepared statement that basically said he's not anti-vaccine or pro-vaccine. He said he's pro-choice and then elaborated a ton on some of his thoughts and perception on how the NFL is handling the vaccine. And so you can go read his comments or or watch the video. I don't want to go too deep into them, but basically he's pro-choice and wants to talk about football. And so on expectations, I really liked his answer as well. He said, we haven't done anything. Nobody cares who comes in second or third or fourth. The job's not done. There is nothing to be complacent about. Nobody wants to be close to being the best. We sniffed it, but we weren't ready, and they were, and it proved in that game. Now there are no excuses, and we have that experience. And I said that a couple of times throughout the offseason and even right after the game. It certainly felt like Kansas City was ready to meet that moment, and their experience in the AFC Championship game the last couple of seasons really benefited them in that contest where the Bills just weren't ready for that moment, and they didn't understand some of the officiating and how things were going to work and the crowd and all that type of stuff. It just felt like Kansas City was was more ready, and obviously their time in those games in the past was a benefit to them. And so now you have a roster returning where everyone's been to that moment. You bring in Emmanuel Sanders, who has won the Super Bowl and been to three Super Bowls. You know, I think this team is obviously going to be better equipped and more ready next time they're in that moment. Cole Beasley commented on Josh Allen and said he improved every game last year. Mentioned he's still a young player, and for a guy to explode like he did at such a young age, it's crazy to think about how good he can be. Said he's pumped that he gets to be here and be part of it, and he said, it's on me to get open because I know Josh is going to get the football there. So you just love the respect that a guy like Josh Allen at 25 years old gets from a guy like Cole Beasley, who's 32. I mean, Josh is just so impressive. The last thing Cole Beasley said that I want to mention here is he was asked a question about his exchange with Jerry Hughes and said, we are brothers. We talked on the phone immediately after. We weren't mad at each other. People take things out of context on social media. Brothers have debates. Not everyone agrees on everything. That doesn't mean we hate each other. I'd run through a wall for Jerry. I love all my teammates in the locker room. It's a brotherhood. That's a great place to end. All right, folks. So with it being training camp, like I've said, I'm not going to promise what our show is going to be like tomorrow, but I will promise you that there will be a show and we will respond to any news that comes out of training camp, any significant comments or training camp reports or any nuggets that we get on where guys are lining up and how battles are shaping up. We will get to everything newsworthy that comes out of training camp, but there's a chance nothing comes. And if so, we will still have a great conversation on this podcast about the Buffalo Bills. So make sure that you're subscribed. Would love it if you took a second to rate and review the podcast. 
Have a great day, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.